So good morning, I'm Paul, host of the new PNL podcast and founder of the new PNL Brand Purpose Institute, where we work with business leaders, employees, and entrepreneurs just like you. And we empower them to build brands with purpose on purpose. And just before we get into the podcast itself, a quick promo of our Mindset and Momentum one-hour micro-workshops, each of which focuses on a very specific part of the characteristics needed for the future of business and of leadership. And our first four micro-workshops are Heroic versus Transformational Leadership, Building a Brand with Purpose on Purpose, The Creative and Curious Leader, and Are You Powerless or Powerful? If you'd like to learn a little bit more, then just check out the links in the notes that accompany the podcast, or go to principlesandleadership.com and find them in the menu. In this week's delayed episode of the new PL to the Point, I'm going to pick up on a point from a discussion I've had with someone in the last couple of days for one of the projects I'm currently working on with the new PL Institute. The project is a piece of research for the UK Creative Foundation. And the UK Creative Foundation is looking at barriers to entry for those communities who are underrepresented in the UK's creative industries. And the research is a qualitative piece of research, and I'm speaking to around 60 CEOs and students and senior leaders and managers and academics, all of those working across organisations within the UK creative industries who are trying to increase diversity, inclusivity and representation. And yesterday, as part of this project, I was speaking to a senior leader in a sector of the creative industries that still remains quite traditional and quite resistant to change. And this individual was relaying his own experience of trying to break into the industry many years ago, when he was a young man from a working class background, when many of those he was trying to secure employment with came from a very different background or class to him. They'd come straight through the private school system, through top universities, straight into the top jobs in that sector. Their parents had done those jobs, and now they were. And I want to say, just before I get deeply into this, this episode is not a sideswipe at private education or relative privilege or anything else, but rather a discussion around the often entrenched thinking we often carry with us, sometimes as a result of our childhood experiences, and how this can hamper our thinking, our progress, and ultimately our success as entrepreneurs and business leaders. So in this episode, I want to explore survive thinking versus thrive thinking, where it might come from and how it might affect both our decision making as entrepreneurs and just as importantly, reaffirm and inadvertently perpetuate many of the barriers we have to truly realizing our potential as individuals and as business people. So let me clarify first what I mean by survive and thrive thinking for context, just in case it's not clear. For me, survive thinking is, as the word suggests, fundamentally framed around how we just get through something, how we get to fight another day and just survive a situation. Thrive thinking, on the other hand, is how we take the most from any given situation, You know, where we, where we see opportunity rather than challenge, how we assess and take on risk in that moment or in a business and so on, seeing, as the word suggests, the opportunity to thrive rather than survive in any given situation. And sometimes, which is the critical point for today, sometimes often that thrive thinking and that more adventurous attitude to risk personal, financial or professional comes from a level of confidence, confidence built on emotional and financial security, 
which in turn comes from knowing that there is some level of backup or plan or support if that risk doesn't work in your favour. Survive thinking, on the other hand, comes from a place where the individual knows that there is no backup, nothing to fall back on financially, being the obvious example, if that risk doesn't work out well. So anyway, back to the guy I was interviewing. Let's call him John. It's not his real name, but let's call him John. John stated he came from a very working class, traditional working class background. And by his own admission, his journey into his chosen industry came with the weight of imposter syndrome and a very strong survive thinking mindset. And this survive thinking mindset had meant that his progression had initially been stifled and delayed and slowed by it, by the belief that things in front of him had to be overcome and survived not embraced and used to thrive and and grow his career. And while clearly none of this can be considered in absolute terms, when it comes to class, for example, you know that all working class people think like X or all middle class people think like Y or whatever it happens to be, you know, we all know the world is much more nuanced than that. We can all acknowledge that both kinds of thinking, thrive and survive, can be present in a single person, depending on the experience. There's still no doubt that your experiences that you have as a child and as a young person can definitely shape the default thinking position you have. Not the indefinite and not the irreversible thinking position, but the default position that your mind takes when faced with a situation. And when I was listening to John, I could totally understand where he was coming from. Because I also grew up in a working class family, one where Money was incredibly tight, where hand-me-down clothing were always your clothes, where charitable food parcels were left on our doorstep, and, and we generally struggled from week to week as a family to put food on the table. So I know when I came into the workforce, in my own experience, I came in with a survive mindset. And for many, many years, it formed the foundation of my thinking. And in the past, I would look often with a potent mix of jealousy and admiration and frustration at those colleagues who just seem to be able to effortlessly take the best out of a situation, to take the risk to jump into it, and more often than not, at least as it appeared, to thrive as a result of it. And I'm sure most of you listening today will default on balance on average into one of these two categories, survive or thrive. And if it is survive, survive thinking, I'm sure most of you will also agree that survive thinking is the default for your personal life and business life is utterly exhausting. It is utterly exhausting. But it's also a very, very hard habit to break. Especially if, like John, and for that matter me, and for some of you listening today, you have grown up or watched your parents live by a survive mindset. That stuff sticks, and it's very, very hard to get rid of. But the solution is both easier than we think, and paradoxically harder than it sounds. So each one of us, each survive thinker, if you like, wherever that survive thinking mechanism has been manifested from, whether it's our upbringing or just ourselves or our professional environment or whatever it happens to be, we all ultimately have control over whether we decide in any given moment to apply survive thinking or to actually apply thrive thinking in that moment. That is the easy part. But I'm not suggesting for a moment that the process that follows that decision is also easy. It's not. It's hard. It's very hard. 
because it relies on a constant daily or weekly commitment to changing that default perspective each time we face something. Asking first, how do we approach this in that moment so we see it as an opportunity to thrive, to use it to move us forward or upward rather than an opportunity to survive? And then depending on where that survive thinking has come from and how long it has permeated your thoughts and your thinking, that will determine how determined you have to be to break the cycle, to get thrive as your default, not survive as your default. And I am still frequently fighting it in my 50s, but I'm still determined, equally determined to fight it and to get to the point where thrive is my default, my natural, my first thought and inclination. And I'm very, very slowly getting there. And as an entrepreneur, you again have this paradox where you want to thrive, you believe in better, you believe in a better tomorrow, but you still have this niggle of survive thinking in your head. And it is a constant daily battle. But we can get there by just working through this process day after day after day, being conscious of it and focusing on thrive, not survive. And even the fact that I continue to deliver the new PL, continue to build this business, continue to believe in it and its future, means that this is working and it's happening. It means that I see in those many challenging moments that there is an opportunity to thrive within them. And it means that my default is becoming thrive and not survive. And it is constant attention and it is not easy. But then who said life was supposed to be easy? Who said business was supposed to be easy? Who said anything was supposed to be easy? We have to work to develop ourselves and our minds and to be better every day. And moving from survive to thrive is part of that process to be a better me or a better you. So my question to all listeners today is this. Is your default thinking, and be honest, is your default thinking framed around survive or thrive? How conscious of it are you in terms of the way it impacts on the way you assess risk, the way you assess opportunity and decision making in your business? And if it is framed, or at least leaning towards, survive rather than thrive, what in your view are three things in your business that would start to change tomorrow? If you committed to taking concerted and consistent action on moving your thinking from survive to thrive, even just a little bit at a time, what are the challenges that you currently have within your business that you would approach with new thinking if it was based on thrive? What are the opportunities in front of you that need a fresh perspective? What are the conversations you are having with employees, with management team and other stakeholders that would benefit from more inspiration rather than desperation, more thrive rather than survive? How can you help yourself to thrive? Thank you once again for listening to the new PNL to the Point today. I really appreciate your time. If you've enjoyed today or any of the other episodes, please do take a moment to rate us or review us. It all helps with our ratings and our rankings. And please join us next week, where we have a very special guest discussing the overview effect and how it impacts on our perspectives and our decision making in both our professional and our personal lives. Check out the overview effect, search for it, have a look at what the overview effect is, and then join us for our conversation next week. So finally, I'm Paul, host of the new PL. Thank you once again for listening and have a great day.